You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan as always. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this is not Steve Peters, um, but in <laughs> fact, it is a Tempe City Council member, Randy Keating. Randy, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. It's your second appearance. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And if you saw the thumbnail that we had up, promoing randy um was that from your you know bachelor tempe appearance is that, no, what it was? that was from a speaking event at asu it was how to get elected under 30 even though i was 33 at the time <laughs> so, all right hair was a lot thicker back then <laughs> buddy we don't even want to go there with me so <laughs> um some of you may notice that i'm holding notes today uh it's because my laptop's in for repairs so i'm gonna look uh, a little old school today but randy we're obviously here today to talk about all things arena proposal, yeah. entertainment district proposal. So let's let's get right to it. Yeah. I think most by now most people know that Tempe voters will vote on three different propositions come May 16th, 301, 302, 303. First off, can you explain the difference between those propositions, why it had to be broken into three propositions? And what happens if two but not three pass? Well, it had to be broken in different propositions because it required a general plan amendment because it wasn't zoned for a entertainment district or a district with, with that kind of density. So we have to amend the general plan to allow the building itself to go there. And that's broken up into two different propositions. It's kind of technical and bureaucratic. And then, of course, the, the other proposition then is the arena itself. And so all three will need to pass – in order for the project to move forward. So if you're voting yes on one and no on the other, you're not really moving the project forward. All three will need to pass uh, this May. Okay. Come May 16th, and I don't know if you have an answer to this, but I do. You know, we 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 watch CNN, we watch whatever you watch when when it's election night. Yeah. You're waiting for the results to come in. When do you think we might know the results on May 16th or even afterward? It depends on how close the election is. Uh, if if the election is within, you know, not, not even, you will know at eight o'clock on May 16th. PM? Yes. Okay. Because the poll, schedule our show now. Polling, <laughs> polling technically closes at seven. Then an hour later, it will be released. The And since Tempe is an all vote by mail for municipal elections, there aren't polling places. You'll be able to drop your ballot off. But every vote that got into the Maricopa County recorder, 
prior to May 16th itself, election day, yeah. will have already been counted. Okay. So if, if there's like a couple of hundred votes difference between yes and no, then you won't know on May 16th. You'll have to wait till the next day around 5 p.m. when the new results will be released. But if it's up by any sort of reasonable margin, uh, even even like a single point, for example, yeah. um, there's just not that many people on election day that just go and turn in their ballot to these ballots. So sorry, just to follow uh, what yeah. you just said for people who may not know this. When can people start voting? Can they are they voting already, or when does voting open? They every registered voter in the city of Tempe will get a ballot likely around the third week of April. Okay, so they'll get it mailed directly to them. They just got to fill it out, and mail it back, or you can again drop your ballot off at a ballot center. That doesn't have to be on election day. That could be that you could fill it out and turn it in that day to a ballot center, and still get your vote counted early. But some folks like to do it on election day, and I understand that. So, but the vast ninety. Nine percent of the people that are going to vote in this will have already voted. We will mm. have their votes counted okay. by eight p.m. on the sixteenth. Okay. Wow. So, the, okay. So, um, so the Tempe City Council voted seven nothing, so unanimous in favor of all three propositions that you just mentioned. Um, is, does the council have any role between now and the day of the vote? It's up to the individual council member, right? Um, some council members are kind of wanted to stay out of it and see what happens. Other council members are are more um, advocating, you know, one way. Actually, I don't think anyone's advocating no at this point. So it just depends on what each individual council member is comfortable with doing. Um, really, the onus, though, isn't on the city council at this point. It's on the Coyotes. This is their project. It's their campaign to win or lose. So um, the council, while whether you're in support or not, and again, it passed 7 um, at this point, it's kind of out of our hands now. The voters are going to decide. So if it were to pass, then what would be the council's role? Well, we got, I mean, oversight, right? You got to make sure that there was a lot of promises made, not only by the NHL, but by the Coyotes organization. And, and, and most of those outside of the stuff from the NHL about, you know, like the uh, draft and the uh, winter classic yeah. and the all-star game and all that kind of stuff. All that's in the legal agreement that the Coyotes have said, we're going to do all these things. That's all in the legal agreement. So, I mean, there's no doubt that those things will happen. But we really just need to make sure that we're managing the project as it moves forward. And we're setting expectations amongst our amongst our residents of what's happening. And we're mitigating any sort of problems that will come up when you're constructing a $2.5 billion entertainment district. And then on the flip side of that, if the propositions don't pass, what then for this land? It will remain empty. The fact of the matter is this land has been empty since the founding of Tempe in 1874. Mm. And there's nothing ever been built there because it's not suitable for construction currently. Okay. So Tempe First, an opposition group, recently sent an email outlining the reasons why it opposes the proposed arena and entertainment district, why it feels that voters should – we have some of those points laid out uh, in in four slides. I know Sean's going to call those up. Um, we can put some of these points up. Uh, and maybe maybe <laughs> Craig, you should read these, Craig Leah, might because have to put you know. On his glasses. Yeah, I'll I'll go through and read them. Uh, so reason one. So this is for the no campaign. These are their main points. So reason one: huge tax breaks and taxing authority to a Las Vegas billionaire unfairly shift the cost of a privately only sports and. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I can't even read it. I got it. (laughs) Sports stadium and significantly increased demands on city services, parentheses, police fire on to residents. And then it goes on to break down some, you know, dollar amounts and percentages. Um, Reason two, 
would be giving hundreds of millions to a Las Vegas billionaire with a bad track record is a dangerous gamble. This developer is notorious for unpaid bills, incomplete projects, and burned bridges. Tempe residents shouldn't have to pay for a deadbeat developer's latest scheme only to be left holding the bag when this deal doesn't pan out. And then they add a quote from Mayor Corey Woods from March 5th, 2022. This developer has never completed a project of this size or scope from the ground up and we'll give everyone an opportunity to respond to this av- after we read them but yeah reason taking three, quotes out of context yeah you mean? <laughs> reason three the current deal being pushed is bad for tempe failing to address our most urgent needs while marrying the city to a risky deal worse in traffic no contribute contribution to affordable housing targets asu students for online and in-person gambling sites at two sites just steps from campus fails to improve quality of life for our residents and lastly reason four We can design a better deal for Tempe. Voting no doesn't mean no development ever. It simply sends the city back to the drawing board to seek new options that secure a better deal for Tempe families and taxpayers. Okay, so a lot to digest there. Do you have any general impressions of these points? Do you find them valid? Do you see any inaccuracies or misleading information? You know what? I said I didn't want to do this, and and I told the mayor last night, you know, to put a microphone in front of me and, and have me answer these questions. Like I don't know how it goes, but you know what? I am going to do it. Can we go back to the slides? Can I, can we just go through? Yeah, them we one can at go a time? one at a time. And forgive me, my eyesight, here, I like my hairline. Op- I have it open days. on my laptop right here. Okay. <laughs> all right. So all these all these contain like a kernel of truth, right? Yes. Property tax breaks will be paid for by Maricopa County uh, and Tempe residents. They'll be paid for in sales tax overlays on the district. Right. If they show up at the district. If they show up and you're spending money there, then yeah, some 49% of your sales tax will go to pay down bonds and, and help with construction. If you don't show up there, then not a single dime will be paid out of your pocket. So the idea that you know, the, 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 the city is going to, or the residents of Tempe are going to be on the hook for nearly $600 million just isn't, it certainly is misleading. Yeah. Right. Um, and the idea that because they're getting a tax break on property taxes, which by the way, the property produces zero revenue right now, um, that, that will have the, that we'll have to make up that in some other tax on residents isn't correct either because, again, the property produces zero tax now and there's not these additional taxes that come up with this this phantom number. So it, that's a little disappointing. Um, the idea that we're giving taxing authority to someone who can just go and raise your taxes arbitrarily um, certainly isn't true. Um, and all this stuff is available online that, that anyone can just kind of read through let's, it. And, let's reiterate and, that. Yeah. And, and see, like, I've never had, um, we've never had a development and disposition agreement in full black and white posted for the full public to be able to, to read and digest. So the next slide, you got it right Reason here. Two, yeah. yeah. Okay, so this, I mean, this is this is upsetting to me personally because I've been attacked by this group. Um, look, we, we can disagree with each other without engaging in the politics of, of character assassination. 
You know, we don't have to call the guy a grifter. We don't have to pretend like he's some shysty man who who somehow fell ass backwards, excuse me, into his billions of dollars. <laughs> the fact of the matter is Mr. Morello is a very successful businessman who works in he works in TV, in casinos. He has all kinds of other industries which are all heavily regulated. These, this isn't an industry where you can rip people off. You, you, you can't have a, a, a slot machine that, that just takes your money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So this, the idea that, that you know, we're getting hoodwinked and the council, the, the, the DRC and the staff and the council are all fools who just can't see it. You know, I know that offends 100 percent of my colleagues, whether or not they're enthusiastic supporters or not. So I'm not sure that's the best approach. Um, and you have vetted. Let, let's let's be clear. You have vetted Alex Morello. You you did an incredibly detailed vetting of Alex Morello. By the way, so has Arizona State University before yeah. they entered into that agreement at Mullet Arena. A hundred percent. And and you know the idea that he they opened up their entire books to our city staff. I'll tell you something about our city staff. Our CFO Tom Dunksing is from the city of Glendale, and he had to deal with the mess. That was with the old ownership in the arena with the city of Glendale. This man was incredibly skeptical when the Coyotes came a knocking. And he, he, he'd be the first to tell you that. End of the day, you talk to him and, and he's incredibly proud of this deal that, he, that has been put together. So this is the stuff that, that does actually bother me. And I, I know now that I've said that, there'll be an email. It'll be it'll be a black and white grainy picture of me mid-sneeze, no doubt. <laughs> Um, you know, calling me a traitor to the city and everything. And that's okay. That's a job I signed up for, but we don't need to be, you know, residents are being attacked and stuff now. And, and I, I do want to speak to this, this quote from the mayor. Yeah. Uh, the mayor voted for the project, right? They put this quote on there as if to indicate that the mayor is against this, right? There's no reason that you read this and you're, and you're, you're not saying, okay, the mayor, the mayor is supportive. It sounds like the mayor is saying this is, can't be done, right? That's not what he said at all. And it, it, you know, in his public meeting, you see him in the and when we passed it, he says this is the best sports arena deal in Arizona's history. And while I agree with that, I will say well, I'll go one higher. I think this is the best arena deal in the nation's history. When you look at the liability to taxpayers, zero. You know, the general funding from taxpayers, zero. It, it, it doesn't. It, it's up. That slide in particular yeah. is upsetting. Did you want to see slides three and four? Yeah, let's do let's, it, man. Let's roll through it. Okay. I'm already. The emails are going to go out. Worst city traffic sure. I mean that. This actually is a concern that I, I know the whole council shares because the neighborhood around there will see increased traffic flow. Downtown Tempe already has traffic problems. So, yeah, this is something that I, I can fully get on board with. I know the Coyotes have a traffic mitigation plan. I will say this. Tempe, more than any other city, are experts in moving people in and out of our downtown. We have Sun Devil Stadium there. The Cardinals used to play there. We have all kinds of special events. We just had the uh, the Rock and Roll Marathon. Or maybe it was the Iron and We have a lot of marathons. It was one of many marathons, right? And we're having the Innings Festival come up. So this is not something that we're un not capable of handling, but it is that in particular is a concern that I do think will have to be addressed in the long term. No contributions to affordable housing, demonstrably false. They're, they're giving money to our affordable housing trust fund. Nothing more to say about that. Um, targets ASU students for online and in-person gambling. I mean, anyone with a smartphone can gamble. Right. It's not like it, it's just. 
Yeah, it's so accessible. It's now. already there. It's already there's, ubiquitous. And there's clearly not targeted campaigning for ASU students. Hey, you know. And look, whether you like gambling or not, I understand. And if <laughs> maybe if that wasn't the case, that it was already ubiquitous. That I mean, the show sponsored by DraftKings. I have DraftKings. Um, it, it's again, it's one of those things that, that that does have a kernel of truth, but isn't being represented in a way that I feel is entirely honest and fails to improve this, the quality of life for city residents. There's over $300 million of public benefit of this deal. Oh, I want to talk about, let's go back to slide one, you know, the, the, um, the property tax uh, abatement. We can't do that without showing at least an equal public benefit. It's called the gift clause. So we can't say, look, we'll give you all these property tax you know, abatements and you come in, you build your thing, and you have to show that you're giving the community back at least that equal amount. Otherwise, you're in violation of the gift clause. And when you violate the gift clause, the Goldwater Water Institute sues you. Goldwater yes. Institute is fine with this deal because the city is getting much more out of it than the, the abatement. <laughs> and what reason for? We can design a better deal. Well, again, the, the, the land's been empty since 1874. <laughs> um, I, I'm not a believer in, in the so-called opportunity cost. Well, what, what are we missing out on? I don't see anything um, more substantial than a $2.5 billion privately financed entertainment district is going to come knocking. And if they did, if they were, where have they been the last 150 years? I want to ask you one more thing yeah. about the opposition groups. Do you have any sense of who, who this group is? Well, who are they? Have they told you what they want or just what they don't want? And are you, I guess, are you aware of any of their demands and, and are their demands really realistic? So the group is, I mean, the group is, is a group of, of concerned Tempe residents. Uh, the leadership of, I, I have a fairly, um, I know, right, personally. And, um, but there are, there are, look, there are, there are people with legitimate concerns, right? There are people that, look, I, I don't want any sort of tax abatement. And that is, that is a, a valid concern. There, there are people that say the traffic is going to be bad. That is valid. There, there might be people that I don't like hockey. I think the city's already overdeveloped. Look, and all those things are valid concerns. Um, but that all being said, um, that group is organized. These people, I mean, the, the, the no campaign is being run on by the most um, thorough and hardest working campaigner the city of Tempe has ever seen. So this is nothing to sneeze at. This is not... You're talking about Lauren Kuby. I'm not naming any names. Okay. I'm just saying, um, you know, they're, they are going to be more competent and they are more competent than I think people are initially giving them credit for. The fact of the matter is they already have signs up that are in my opinion, much more on message. Um, they, you know, they're already phone banking. They're doing house parties and stuff. That, I mean, they're already out there pounding the pavement because, you know, they frankly know how to run and win elections in the city. Okay, we'll get to the flip side of that in a yeah, moment. I know sure. you've got yeah, some. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to the yes campaign here in a second. But before we do, this is your second time on our show. The first time we were at Four Peaks yeah. in Tempe, which was a lot of fun. And we, we love going to Four Peaks. We go there once a month for our shows. And, of course, we enjoy a, a fridge full of Four Peaks beer, um, which is currently getting restocked much to all of our disappointment. Allegedly. <laughs> because we just drink it too fast because it's so good. Um, so we love Four Peaks beer. And if you're looking to enjoy some brews for the Super Bowl, 
enjoy a nice Four Peaks beverage during the big game. Um, great, great thing to drink while watching football. And while you're watching football and you want to win yourself some money, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. I've said it every day this week. I love the bets on the Super Bowl, the coin flip, the color of the Gatorade, who the, the winner is going to thank first. These are all things you can bet on on DraftKings, which just makes it so fun, especially if you don't have rooting interest in the game necessarily. Um, so make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right. We know you've been out in the community talking about this proposal. I saw you at an event at, of yeah. all places, the Four Peaks Tasting Room, <laughs> which is a pretty good place to hang out, actually. Um, what information have you tried to impart on Tempe citizens? The, the people that – when you explain the deal to them, I mean, if they're like hard no – I mean, you asked me earlier, like, what are the demands? What do they want? Yeah. The, the, there is nothing. There's nothing that's going to make the the entrenched people say, okay, this is okay. Because we would have gotten to that point already, frankly, because the deal's so good that it just it just would have been there. So when you, when you speak to the people that maybe have a skepticism about why I heard this or or I'm concerned about the abatement because, you know, the, the tax breaks. And, and, and you actually explain – the deal, the points of the deal, when you say it, it, you know, it's fan funded and things like that, when you're able to like communicate to them, largely they sound like they're okay. Okay. I had a woman call me after their first email attacking my character was sent out and she was, she was distraught. She was Randy, you know, I've supported you in two elections and you know, I, I feel like we share values and I just can't believe you think the city has $2.5 billion to, to give away. <laughs> And then when I explained it to her, she was just shocked. And then she called me the next day. She's like, you know what? I looked it up and you're right. So I, I, I think that this campaign will be won or lost on individual conversations with residents that trust you, whether it's me, whether it's any other council member, whether it is uh, just a thought leader in the community. This is going to be a door-to-door -door individual conversation campaign. It's not going to be just put up ads on Facebook and vote yes. The Tempe voters follow the issues very, very, very closely. And this is not something that's going to be just easily skated into. Okay. On that note, and we've already asked about the no campaign. Yeah. What have you seen from the yes campaign in that regard? I think we're all just kind of waiting for that to start, right? Um hmm. I certainly, you know, I think there's kind of like this expectation and that the Calvary is going to come over the hill and it, it's not my arena, right? It, uh, certainly a lot of folks' reputation is on the line, but at, at some point, you know, we there has to be some sort of all cylinders firing and I'm looking forward to that happening. So you haven't seen that yet. You're not seeing the sort of grassroots door-to-door -door campaign that you're seeing from the no campaign not yet we're just three months away from yeah. may 16th 102 days to be exact i looked it up today um clearly you're out in the community so do you have a general sense of the opinion among tempe citizens just like a, a general sense of the citizens pulse on on this deal oh sure and this is the thing too is right now if the vote mm -hmm. was today i think this thing passes i think it passes 
55% plus, if not more, honestly, most people that aren't plugged into the, 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 the user groups and the social media, the random day-to-day Tempians who will ask me about or people that I'll hear having a conversation at a bar or a restaurant. I interrupted a couple the other day at, at uh, the keg at, at Tempe Marketplace to talk about this deal. Um, <laughs> you know, they are all, they're all for it. They're all gung-ho and for it, but they're not educated on the finer points, right? Sure. So there is such a thing as losing the narrative, losing the initiative. And once you convince somebody something's, something's bad or it's good, then you have confirmation bias kick in. So then it's so much harder mm. to move them. You need to win the narrative if you want to win an election. And so right now, I would say that there is, there is wide support in the city, but that could easily change over the course of the next 90 days. 90 days is a lifetime in politics, a lifetime. Mm. Nothing is guaranteed here. All right, we've seen and heard from former Tempe Mayor Neil Guiliano, I know him pretty well, actually, yeah. a fair amount in recent months. He was, of course, one of the key initial influencers and visionary leaders in helping Tempe turn this area. I think you guys called it a, an urban oasis into a reality, right? A, it's really a desert urban oasis into a reality. He's also a major supporter of this project, as is former Mayor Tempe, Tempe Mayor Hugh Hallman. Have you had conversations with both of them and what have you gleaned from those conversations, their perspective? Oh, of course. I, yeah. I, I talk to both rather frequently. Um one of the things I like to, this kind of a thought experiment I, I like to, to have about Neil, is the lake, you know, damming that river, obviously costly, changed the shape and the trajectory of the city permanently, mm-hmm. and a big, you know, uh, a, a BFG or BFD, yeah, it, it was a, it was a big deal, <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I often wonder, what what if social media and email lists and, and text messaging campaigns. What, what would have happened to the lake, to the river, mm. had those kind of things existed back then? Mm. If people could go out there and say, well, when they dam that lake, your taxes are going to go up or a billionaire is going to come pit pocket you or whatever. You know, I have no doubt the lake would have gotten done. Neil is a very, very strong leader, mm-hmm. and, and he's a man with, with a vision, and he executed that vision. And then now, you know, 24 years later, the city is impossible to recognize pre-Lake. Mm. So, that is the truth. You know, and, and that was Neil's message to me and to the rest of the council in, that, in, the, in the, the meeting when we approved it was like, this is your kind of your moment here. Seize it. Seize it. Because years from now, people will look back. It'll be impossible to imagine Tempe, you know, any different. Uh, Hugh played an instrumental role in getting this deal done. This guy came in. I mean, our, our staff is great. They are competent. They did such a great job, but they're overworked. They have other things to do than worry about the coyotes sure. in their day to day job. Um, Hugh was he was very very um, um, successful in abling to kind of get all the moving parts together, get everyone to, to kind of just get this deal on paper and let's see where the chips fall. So Hugh, Hugh is a good friend of mine and as is Neil, and they both were instrumental in doing this because, I mean, they look at it objectively and they both live in the city and lifelong residents. 
you know, they, they want what's best for the city. So I'm very appreciative of both their leadership roles in this. Sticking with the idea of the lake, yeah. in 20 years, what is an ideal vision of Tempe Town Lake? Like, what, is, what does that look like and what could it mean for the city? For the lake itself, I would like to see more like activation, like, like a boardwalk type thing mm. like in San Diego, sure. more pedestrian bridges across it, you know, just different kind of fun ways to go and spend time at the lake. 20 years from now, so we'll be celebrating the Coyotes' 10th Stanley Cup by then. <laughs> so there would need Spinning to be... Spinning the wheel of fantasy with this one. Right. There'll need to be... You know, I would like just like to see more activation on the lake, and certainly the development will continue. We would like to see more stuff north of the lake, frankly, because yeah. that area is ripe as well. Mm -hmm. oh, me and uh, Council Member, Council Member, or Vice, excuse me, Vice Mayor Adams led this effort, but I, I served with her on the committee that did, that did this. We annexed a lot of the county land up there so that now we have some say in what goes there. So there'll be a lot of redevelopment just, just kind of going on in general around the lake. But the lake, the lake's next 20 years will be, in my, in my view, even more exciting than its last 20 years. Mm. I, you mentioned this earlier, just how much it's changed. And like, it's funny, I was just reading that. I think it's the the Gin Blossoms and uh, Jimmy Eat World are going to be performing together at an event before the Super Bowl. And it, it made me think about what Tempe used to look like when the Gin Blossoms were playing on Mill yeah. Avenue and becoming a big deal a long time ago. How much has the city evolved in your time here? It's amazing to me how much it's changed since like the 90s. I, I, I told this story earlier today when I spoke to the Tempe leadership class. So when I moved to Tempe, the tallest building in which I moved to Tempe 20 years ago, in a month, so 19 years and 11 months, okay. um, the tallest building was Manzanita, a dorm room. There was, <laughs> there was nothing along the lake. Um, and my brother, in his infinite wisdom, and I use it as sarcastically as I can, Pat, um, <laughs> moved to the city of Glendale. But he often comes to Tempe to hang out with me, you know, watch football, and, you know, we, we go to ASU games and things. And every time he comes back, he's just blown away at the transformation of mm -hmm. the city. So, um, I, I think it's, I think it's been great and I think it will continue to be great as long as we have responsible leadership in the city that recognizes that your time in the sun doesn't last forever, right? There will be another it city in the Valley at some day, as much as it pains me to say it. So we should take advantage of the time that we have. All right. This is a very minor deep in the weeds question okay. just for optics and sure. cool factor, but <laughs> could you see Tempe Town Lake extending a little farther West so that we could get those incredible shots across the water of the arena when the Coyotes are, you know, playing in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, that hasn't been a discussion. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of logistical reasons for that. Yeah. That will be a discussion I'll be willing to have after our first Stanley Cup. <laughs> right. I love right. it. I know. I'm just so sick of like when you're watching a, a national game for Arizona, it's like showing the Grand Canyon. Right. It's like the Grand Canyon's not in Tempe. It's four and a half hours it's away. Not. So. <laughs> I, I, I want to get on a sidebar here. <laughs> what drives me crazy is when they're, they're showing the Cardinals or the Suns or the D-backs or the Coyotes back when they were playing in Glendale and they got that shot of Mill Avenue. They got that shot of the lake. Here, Phoenix, Arizona. It's like, no, no, no. That's Tempe. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have made that very clear to the NHL that when you're showing those B-roll shots, we're not calling it Phoenix. We're calling yeah. it Tempe. I will say I, the, the Bally broadcast now with Mullet, they do a good job yeah. of showing Mill and you know yeah, it's yeah. Tempe. So that's great. Um, well, it's been exciting talking about the possibilities and, and I always think about getting, you know, getting to be in that arena, getting to be in that mm. and uh, getting my tickets. 
the experience will say consistent from the experience I get now, which is through the game time app, the best place to buy tickets. I, John Mayer is going on tour and I looked at Ticketmaster. The tickets were like $199. Yeah, I, I looked that. at game time, $75 for the same seats. Like it's just unreal how much you can save on the game time app. So check them out. I, I'm going to wait on that until well, let me know. And I'm happy to hear that you're talking about John Mayer because I always feel old when I mention it. If you're a John Mayer fan, I feel like I can I talk about say, it freely now. And and I'm going to throw him under the bus. Espo oh, oh, told me go. that oh, during, Espo, okay. during our meeting the other yeah. day, he was buying John Mayer tickets while we were having our meeting. So, But he was was he buying them on the game time app? Um, yeah, of course. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> there he is. There he is. All right. Hey, we, we all love John Mayer. But anyway, I'm going to wait until... April 5th to buy those tickets on game time because you can save up to 60% when you buy those tickets last minute. So check that out and check out OGs. They have some unbelievable flavors. We tried the blackberries and cream flavor at the tea party. PD is a big fan of the orange creams coal and the strawberries and cream is hitting the shelves soon. You can find them at your local dispensary. Uh, they have everything for all your needs, sleep gummies, microdose, all of it. So you must be 21 or older to enjoy OGs, but check them out. They're unreal. All right. Now we're going to get into the fun portion. You've passed. We got through all the serious stuff. So congratulations. You passed. Right. Congrats. You passed. Let's get into it. First of all, have you seen a game yet at Mullet Arena? And if so, what are your thoughts? I have. I've been to a Sun Devils game where that's when they beat um, Minnesota oh six gosh. to five in overtime. We were there. Uh, yeah. Wait, you saw that game? Wow, that was, there, That's, yeah. that was, that was spectacular. That was game. possibly one of the best games of the that, season. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I went and saw the Coyotes. Unfortunately, lose. I took a, a date there. She's Canadian snowbird. For some reason, she's a Capitals fan, <laughs> and uh, the Capitals won. So that was kind of irritating. Needless to say, we didn't see each other again after that. <laughs> Deal breaker. <laughs> but but I, I gotta I gotta get this reference in for a watcher. Um, you know, you guys. They ended up playing the blues the following, like the next Thursday, I think. Yeah. And yeah. my ex-girlfriend's a big blues fan. So even though we're still friends and it's definitely not bitter at all, <laughs> I was certainly happy to see, to see the uh, the Coyotes clean the blues clock <laughs> in that game. Love it. But on, on this note, what are, your, what are your thoughts? I've seen you tweet about this uh, on occasion. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on the overall state of Valley sports these days, whether it's the pro teams or ASU. This town needs a championship. <laughs> yeah, I mean, brother. I, this is a, this is such a good sports town. I grew up in Michigan, and Detroit is such an electric sports town. I only wish I was there for the the Lions' run this year. Um, <laughs> this town has the same exact feeling. I mean, you could feel it in the air when the Suns looked like they were going to win. Mm. Um, we we need a championship in this town, and I think whoever does that. Hopefully it is the Arizona Coyotes. Whoever does that next will be immortalized in in Valley sports culture. So it's uh, it's up for the grabs right now. It's been yeah. what twenty two years. It's up, yeah. it's up for grabs now, and only one one title in the Valley's entire right. history. Right. Well, we we should not leave out the Mercury because they've been yes. of course carrying the torch yes. for this city yes. for way too long. Thank God for the Mercury. Yes. You know, yes. The Mercury yes. basically nothing. made this title town yeah. Yeah. single handedly. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Diana Tarazi. Yes, oh, right. Um, are you going to be watching the Super Bowl? And if so, do you have a rooting interest? I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to be watching it. Right. I don't like either teams, to be honest with you. <laughs> so it's, it, it's not a situation where both teams could lose. I was, I was hoping the Bengals could win it. 
I think Joe Burrow's a, he's just a class act good guy. Yeah. He reminds me of like a Matthew Stafford type figure. So I was rooting for the Bengals. Unfortunately, they go that way. If I had to pick, I would say probably the Eagles only because I really don't like Patrick Mahomes' brother. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're the only person yeah. who feels that. I, I, <laughs> that might be controversial. I, I, okay. I really don't think it is at all. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> well, we do a segment on this show called Weekend Binge where sure. we discuss what we're watching. So we're going to throw you a, you know, put you under the microscope here and ask, you know, what, what shows have you watched re- recently? What are you currently binging and what are you recommending? So when you're 40 and unmarried, you watch a lot of TV. <laughs> so um, I've seen just about everything. Well, I mean, so, if you throw out dates simply because they're capital fans, I can understand why you're <laughs> single. Party, so. um, well, I mean, come on, four, four to nothing? You, you, you can stop cheering, right? Um, so I just finished The Rig on Amazon. I wouldn't really recommend it. Um, I, I'm in love with The Last of Us. Oh, oh. my God. I I I I have a those. choir sound Sean. This might be a, this is a, now a Last of Us podcast. Yeah. Um Yeah. I'm uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I played both the video games. There's a one video game that I actually cared about the story and they're, they're doing such a great job with the show, so I love it. Some of my other favorites are obviously The Boys. Anything on HBO is fantastic. Um yeah, I I, I watch too much TV, unfortunately. Oh, Strange New World Picard season 3 is coming back. Okay. Straight I'm excited for that. Big Star Trek guy. So I got a lot of I'll have a lot of things to kill my endless amount of free time. It seems. <laughs> oh man! Well, if you're looking for a different way to spend your time, or maybe even a date spot, I'll just throw this out: Octane Raceway and <laughs> Mavericks. It's a it's an arcade. It, there's um, go karting, laser tag, bowling. There's multiple bars, TVs, amazing food, great drinks. So. I don't know, just throwing it out as if you don't want to see the Coyotes get shut out for nothing um, on a date, go to Octane Racing or Mavericks. It's also a great place to watch the Super Bowl. If you're looking to make some Super Bowl plans and you don't know what to do yet, you can watch the big game at Mavericks with dozens of 4K televisions, a 20-foot Jumbotron, 5,000-square-foot restaurant featuring a chef-curated menu, craft beers, and custom cocktails. Enjoy the Super Bowl experience at Mavericks and book in advance at mavericks.com slash the big game. All right, Randy. I know you have a final thought that you want to put out there for for a certain someone, but before we do that, wrap this all up for us. What do you want voters to know about this proposal? What are the the key points? It, it's Occam's razor, right? It, it's you have two you have two postulations here. You have one: the staff is on the take. The staff doesn't know what they're doing. Um, the people like Hugh, Neil, you know, they, they are somehow corrupted and are not looking out for the city. The DRC, the Development Review Committee, doesn't know what they're doing. You know, staff recommended we pass this. DRC passed it 7-0 before it even got to the council. The city council is either, depending on, on who you talk to, either incompetent, corrupt, or somehow being blackmailed by you know, this, this, this organization, right. Um, or cause remember the city council passed at seven Oh and yep. from our discussions, it wasn't always, right. It was always, I mean, that that's significant. So you there was got, a time where you, I, there was a time I was worried about it even getting to the light of day. Yeah. So, so you have that, right. That that's a theory. And then you have a, a competing theory that says, 
or maybe this is just undeniably a good deal for the city. And that's why staff who was skeptical recommended we pass it. That's why the DRC, who doesn't often vote unanimously on anything, mm. passed it. That's why the council, which there was a time there was a majority of skeptics on the council, passed it 7-0. That's why the Coyotes you know, agreed to refer it to the ballot because the, the merits of the deal speak for themselves and they're all there in black and white for anyone to see. So I would urge any Tempe resident that hears something that they may be concerned you can read the deal on the website. You can call me. I'm an easy man to find. You can call the mayor. You can call staff. You don't want to talk to the, you, you don't want to talk to us politicians. We have professional staff that will do it for us. Um, but that's the takeaway here. What what is the most logical uh, conclusion based on the on the competing theories? Right. Yeah. It's Occam's Razor. The simplest yeah. solution. Maybe it's just a good deal, yeah. other than some grandiose, uh, hoodwinking conspiracy. But like you said earlier. It's incumbent on the Coyotes in their campaign now to get the word out. And it's not just taking out ads. It's it's going door to door. It's grassroots campaign. It, it's all the above. You got to fire on all cylinders. Uh, Ruben Gallego, uh, he's running for Senate now. And I've known this guy for, for years and years and years. And I've always kind of looked up to him. One, because he's not afraid to say stuff that even, even I'm kind of loose-lipped. Even he's like, wow, Ruben. I might get in trouble for that. But I think people appreciate that authenticity. But but what, what he said to me during my first race was, you got to run like you're five points behind. Otherwise, you will lose. And I think that's a good attitude to carry into any campaign because until the voters vote, nothing is for nothing. Polling nothing can be taken for granted. Randy, thank you so much for joining us for a second time yeah. on the PHNX Coyote I really Really appreciate your insights. Can I get my last word in? You can get your last word in right now. I don't think people are going to understand it. And I, I think some might think you're crazy, but uh, go well, ahead. You can do it anyway. A lot don't think I'm crazy anyway. <laughs> There's the camera. Wait, There's still, the camera. I still have one thing to say after okay. this. Okay. So I don't know if you want to you want the last it. word? Or the I'll take the last word. Yeah, I want to make sure you word. get the very last word um, because <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be a really good way to end it. But... Craig, you, ju you jumped the gun because I still have to tell My everyone bad. about underdog fantasy. You the bus it's there, okay. Yeah. No, it's totally fine. Here. Sorry to, to, to derail how smoothly that was all going, but I do want to just tell everybody about underdog fantasy, which is one of our favorite daily fantasy apps to draft teams daily for whatever sport you want or play the pick 'em game, pick higher or lower and play your point totals. Um, it, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. So check it out. Underdogfantasy.com or download the app, sign up with code PHNX and underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Okay. Now this was like almost like a bet, right? That you would do this or just see see if you would do this for a certain someone. I don't uh, know how you want to present this. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any way of selling this where people I, I, won't I just be like, want to what? make sure that there is a, a clip that accurately represents my mental state when I'm making <laughs> decisions for the city. Okay. And I'm not so I'm, sure I'm, this is it. I'm lining it up for you, for, for, for you guys to clip it up and email it out. Are you ready? All right. Meow. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. There, there it is. is. Uh, well, Randy, we can't thank you enough for your time. I think this was super informative. And, and really, it's just about voters being educated on, on yes. this decision. So when the ballot comes in informed the mail. decision making. Yep. Please, informed decision making. Absolutely. Yes. And like Randy said, you can find all of the information. It, what's, is it Tempe.gov? Tempe.gov. It's right on the homepage. And 
yeah, you can, you can read the whole agreement there. There's all kinds of literature that's out there that will explain it in non-technical terms, but it's all out there for black and white. There's, I mean, it's easily fact-checked at all the claims that are being made. All right. Well, there you have it. So we appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll, we'll talk more as the, the vote yes. comes up in the next three months here. But we, we do appreciate you. And, and you're on Twitter. Where can people follow you? Randy Keating. All right. At Randy Keating. You're always tweeting about some sports hot takes. I know Craig said you tweet about the Cardinals. So <laughs> check that out. You can follow all of us on Twitter at Sean underscore to pause. PD's not here at Peter's Hockey at Craig S. Morgan at Liam Merrill. Follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. Subscribe on YouTube. We'll be live tomorrow after the NHL All-Star Game. So tune in then. And of course, follow PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Friday, everyone. And we'll see you tomorrow.